Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. here at St. Paul. Thanks for tuning into this worship podcast today. Uh, the focus of today's worship and reflection might be filed under the heading of things that are easier said than done. In just a moment, we'll hear the words of Psalm 8. And the words of this particular psalm are focused on the enormity and the awe-inspiring work of God. It's one thing to know, logically, that God has created this entire earth and everything in it, and it's another thing entirely to actually carve out time to notice that beauty that surrounds us, to marvel at the intricacies of all that God has made. Our brains can't even really begin to comprehend the vastness of this universe that God formed. And yet, the psalmist sort of models for us what it means to 
ponder how God could somehow amazingly create this incredible creation around us. And yet, also know and love each and every one of us. It hardly seems within the realm of possibility. It's mind-boggling. And yet it's exactly what God promises is true and what we get to hear in this psalm. So we'll spend a little bit of time thinking about what it means to truly take time to be surprised, to allow ourselves, maybe even to force ourselves to be astonished at God's work every day. And in doing so, we will be praising the God who has created us in the first place. But first, uh, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's take a listen to the words of the eighth psalm. O Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, beasts of the field, birds of the air, fish of the sea, and whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So let's take a listen now to a reflection on these words that so beautifully praise God's work in the world and our own individual lives too. Well, last week, Micah and I were using my phone to FaceTime with my grandfather who lives in Fargo, North Dakota. Micah loves FaceTime because he gets to see himself in the reflection of the video, and I love FaceTime because it allows me to see my grandfather, uh, even though he lives uh, far away. Especially in the last few years in this midst of this pandemic, it has been this great gift to see the person that you're talking to on the phone. It feels almost like the next best thing to actually being in the same room together. But as we were talking on this particular day, one of our Wi-Fi signals, either on my end or his, I'm not sure, um, wasn't too great. And so the call kept freezing and stopping and we'd have to repeat what was just said or we'd pause until the video reappeared and caught up with the words that were moving. And as it kept getting worse, I could feel myself getting more and more frustrated. And it was more than a little confusing, of course, to my 105-year-old grandfather. So we eventually just kind of gave up. We said we'd try again soon and we ended the call. Literally within seconds on that FaceTime call, I had mentally gone from the joy of this opportunity to have four generations on the same call to just sheer annoyance that it wasn't working as it should. You have probably been in the same sort of position when it comes to technology, whether it's a PowerPoint presentation you have all lined up and yet it doesn't work as it's supposed to when you're ready for your presentation. 
or you stare at three different remote controls that somehow control the TV and the Blu-ray player and your cable box, and you're thinking to yourself, all you want to do is figure out how to turn up the volume, <laughs> and you can't figure it out. If we're honest, we're all very quick, a lot of times anyway, to shake our fists when things don't quite work the way they should. And oftentimes we can be pretty slow to say, gosh, isn't it amazing that I have an entire computer sitting in the palm of my hand that also happens to be a phone? I heard a comedian one time describe our current culture by saying, everything is amazing and no one is happy. We live in a world with incredible diversity and technology at our fingertips, and yet we're rarely impressed. A few minutes after that call with my grandpa, it struck me how in all sorts of different scenarios, it can be so much easier for our initial reaction to be something like frustration or annoyance or even just indifference rather than astonishment or wonder, or to be a bit surprised at what's right in front of us. As with just about anything, in any setting, we get to choose our perspective, our outlook, our response to what we see. And I'm thinking about that FaceTime call this morning, in part because of the psalm we heard just a few moments ago. There are 150 different psalms in Scripture, and each of them expresses a sort of unique variety of different emotions or experiences. And Psalm 8, in particular, is a psalm of praise. It's just nine verses long. You heard the entire psalm. But if you listen closely, what you hear is a certain feeling of awe and wonder at God's work in our lives. Listen to these words again. O Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, all that you have made, I think, what are we humans that you would care for us? These are words written down by a person who is in complete and utter awe of God's work in the world. Someone who has the capacity in a way to pause and look around at God's creation, whether it's the, the blooming flowers outside or stopping just long enough to notice the creeping caterpillar going along the sidewalk or to step outside some evening and see the countless stars in the sky on a clear night, marveling at a beautiful, picture-perfect sunset. And to think to oneself, how incredible like our relationship with technology is one example, it's easy to take God's creation for granted, to overlook the love or the efforts of God that made this whole world just what it is. Or even more, sometimes we shake our fists, so to speak, when things aren't quite the way we want them to be. To notice the weeds popping up through the mulch rather than the flowers that are blooming right next to them, or to be so discouraged by the current state of our world that we might miss even the smallest act of kindness or compassion or care for one another. What this psalm is encouraging us to do is pause 
and notice, even marvel at the good and the joy in this world. I admit this might sound even a little bit too simple in a way because, of course, we know that this earth of ours is beautiful and it's good to take time to notice it, to take it all in. Just take a trip to the zoo and it can spark some amazement at the diversity of God's creation. We can wonder to ourselves why God made flamingos pink or why there are bearded dragons but no non-bearded dragons or why God made both two- and three-toed sloths, <laughs> why there's a difference. Or for that matter, just look at the array of people that God created and try not to be in awe of the sheer mixture of beliefs and interests and skin colors and abilities that billions of people could walk this earth, and yet every single person is uniquely different, made in the image of God. Maybe I've just watched a few too many Planet Earth specials on TV, but I find this world to be fascinating. That we know logically there is no end to the amazing or beautiful or even mind-boggling creations around us. But part of what these words of Scripture are prompting us to do is to intentionally take that time to notice it. Beyond that, to appreciate it. To let yourself be astonished, even. Just like the poet who wrote Psalm 8, to stand in awe of the work of God's hands. I think what the psalmist is teaching us here is that the actual act of amazement, or the ability to wonder, it is in itself an act of praise, which teaches us then to live with this posture of gratitude. Just for a moment, Picture anything in your mind that you have found truly beautiful, that has maybe caught you by surprise, or when you think of it, it's just kind of fascinating and interesting. Whatever that might be, it's hard not to hold those feelings of fascination and interest and wonder in tandem with gratitude that that something exists at all, or that you have been able to witness or experience it. When we are grateful for something, we do whatever we can to protect it or care for it because it's this gift given to us. I am grateful for the flowers in my yard that add some beauty to our home. So I water them and I tend to them and I try to keep them alive. Or I will always find total joy in hearing the sound of a child's laughter. Any child, not just my own. So I'll do whatever I can to make sure that all children live with safety and well-being. That's how I can contribute to that wonder, that awe. Whatever causes us joy and wonder and amazement, we inevitably want to treasure it and to celebrate it. I heard someone say yesterday at our women's conference that we hosted here that joy is a form of resistance. But with that, those words of Psalm 8 in my mind, I might change it to say just a bit, to be amazed is a form of resistance. The other thing that the 8th Psalm does is it reminds us just how small we actually are. Or maybe to put it in a different way, how everything in this world but God is small. 
Earlier this year, NASA released some new images from the Hubble Space Telescope that come back to Earth every now and then, and they are these stunning images. It's almost hard to believe they're real. They look like they've just been painted onto a canvas. And the most recent pictures have helped scientists propose, at least, this is their latest hypothesis, that there's something like 500 billion galaxies in existence. 500 billion with a B. And in contrast to those billions of galaxies, the Earth itself is then microscopic. And in contrast to God, even all those galaxies are tiny. That as that scripture said, the heavens, those, those galaxies are the work of God's fingers. It's like God just decided to scoop up some clay one day and mushed it around a little bit and out came 500 billion galaxies. And yet, maybe the most beautiful words of this psalm, and even in all of scripture, is that beyond that incredible space that our minds can't even fathom, God would be mindful of you and me. God put billions of planets into space, and yet God also knows the beating of your heart. The one who set the moon and stars into orbit, think God thinks about us, weeps alongside us, and celebrates our joys, too. I'm not sure what could be more amazing than the fact that the creator of the universe would know each and every one of us by name. Every single day, in just about everything that we do, wherever we find ourselves, we can choose indifference or apathy, even annoyance when things aren't quite the way we had hoped, or we could choose wonder. Even in our hardest or most frustrating days, we could marvel at the ways God's presence is seen all around us, if only we look. As children of God, I think part of our job is really pretty simple, is to notice just how inspiring and loving God really is. Whether we're making a phone call or FaceTime, or mowing the grass, or sitting outside, or singing in church, our amazement at the work of God's hand It might be our greatest act of praise. And all we have to do is pause just long enough to say, wow. Or if you wanted a few more words, you could say something like, O Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Amen.
We'll turn now to God in prayer, speaking these words Jesus taught us through the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May you be blessed with the ability to be astonished and amazed at the work of God's hands. May you notice the beauty of God's presence all around you. And may you be filled with the peace of God within you. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.